When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 4, Chapter Titled. Friendly Persuasion. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And hello. Hi. You know, you'd think that 115 episodes in, I'd know what to say after you say, and I'm the girl. Uh, hi, Tanya. How have you been? I've been pretty good. Like, I feel very excited for this episode. Do you? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Then let's get it rolling. Well, do you have anything you want to talk about from this no, week? No, I didn't think about anything. Um, Nothing? I mean, I have questions that are related to this episode. But... I do too. I have one. Okay, go ahead. Because like last week you asked, like, have yeah, you yeah. ever blah, 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 blah. Well, I have one for you. Okay. Have you ever been in a situation yes. where you thought someone was your friend and no. they... No? <laughs> really? I've never thought anyone was my friend. Wait, what? Have you ever been in a situation where you thought that someone was like a close friend of yours and you find out that they don't actually feel that way about you and you almost feel slighted by it? I think I think that I'm so picky about people that, yeah, I've been in that situation, but I accept it wholeheartedly. Like, um, there have been several people in my life where I'm like, they are one of my favorite people in the whole world. I don't think they even like me, <laughs> but that doesn't change the fact that they're one of my favorite people. But like, I get it so much because it's all about chemistry and how you feel about someone sometimes. Like sometimes the people that you really vibe with aren't the people that you like the most. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think it's happened a lot to me and either I'm just not likable or I just, I figure it is what it is. I don't know. This is, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a thing that I came to grips with like a long, long time ago. Uh, I think like when I, so when I was like 21, right. And I was single and alone and like had, had broken up with my girlfriend and didn't have any friends at all. I had zero friends, like not an exaggeration. I had zero friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and I started going to the comic book store every week. And so I kind of got to know people there and there were people like throughout that process that I would kind of get to know, but I didn't know how to become like friends with them. But there were definitely people who I was like, oh, I, that guy is awesome. Like, I love talking to that guy. I don't think he likes talking to me, <laughs> but I just kind of saw that for what it was. I don't know. I guess maybe because I was in such a weird place in my life, I was able to kind of like step outside myself and, and watch all of this and try to like analyze it. But did you ever analyze yourself in it and think like, but but why don't people want to be my friend? I guess it doesn't help that I've, I've had such poor self-esteem where I'll be like, no, I get it. I don't really like me either sometimes, you know? So, and I, and I, obviously I'm talking on a podcast. I'm someone who can talk a lot. But I'm not a person who can make small talk. I'm not a person who can kind of like shoot the shit if I don't have anything on my mind. Like um, sometimes we'll we'll ride in the car together 
And the entire time we'll be talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll be riding in the car together and we don't say any words to each other. Mm -hmm. And neither of us are upset about that. Right. Like we're just in a quiet mood. Um, but I get like that with other people. And I, I guess I feel like sometimes I get like that. And I know that the situation is probably awkward and uncomfortable for the other person where they're like, what, what why aren't we talking? Like, what should we talk about? Mm-hmm. But me, I'm just going, ah, this is nice. And I get that people get uncomfortable about that. Right. So way to make me analyze myself there. Well, I think it's important to analyze yourself in situations like that, because there are some points where you're like, well, I just don't vibe with that person or whatever. But then there's other points where it's like, okay, is there something about like how I'm approaching things or um, am I wording things in a way that is, you know, acceptable when speaking to this person? Like, have I done something that maybe could have offended them or whatever? Like, those are all things that I analyze all the time with myself. And that's what I was wondering, like, it's okay, you're not changing yourself, but it's okay to improve your um, outlook on other people in an effort to vibe with them. Yeah, and and I think there were definitely, like, when I, I'm going to go back to that same example, but just because it's fresh on the top of my head, um, I was going to the comic book store and I wanted things to talk about with people. I got obsessed with football, not not really to watch football. Like, it was a thing that I knew people were going to come in and want to talk about. So I soaked all that in and kind of became uh, obsessed with the sport that I hadn't been in love with for a long time. You know what I mean? So people would come in, and, and the the guy who worked at the comic book store there was a huge Steelers fan. And we would just, like, have debates back and forth about the Redskins and the Steelers. Right, but that's not, like, friendship on a deeper level. What I'm saying is, is, like, you're saying that, you know, throughout the years, you have struggled with the fact that, like, you love these people, you think that they're the best people in the world, and, like, maybe they don't like you. Have you analyzed, you know, is this something within me? Have I Did I do anything to um, kind of push them away from wanting to kind of have a relationship with me? Not, you know, just like a friendship relationship. Yeah, but honestly, I think that in those situations, my nature of um, of analyzing myself is part of the problem. Like, I'm overanalyzing everything I think and say and do, so then I come across as awkward and uncomfortable. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, I, I vibe with people who I can just kind of like say dumb shit to, um, and not overthink it because Mm -hmm. when I'm overthinking it, I get, I get weird. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've analyzed it, but I also just kind of know that sometimes people just don't like you. Like, and sometimes you just don't like people. Like, there are people that I just don't like, but it's not their fault. Like, they're just kind of a different person than me, right? And the things that they hold as important, and I don't think that they're bad people for it, but I also know that how I do things is not how they do things. It's like when you're sitting at a table with someone eating lunch and, like, they just chew with their mouth open or whatever, and you're like, I can't handle this. But... 
they don't they don't even notice they don't notice that they're doing that and they don't notice that you're eating with your mouth closed like it's just like sometimes things just don't hit the same this is so weird to me because for me i like everyone and like i vibe with everyone and i tend to like get along with everyone on a friendship level until that friendship goes too deep and then I find out like that they are actually horrible people and I have to like cut ties with it because it's literally terrible but you know like I go to my new job which isn't new anymore but within a few weeks like I was friends with everyone in my department and I get along with all of them so well and maybe like a few years down the line I might find out some like awful things about one of them but right now and for the next couple of years before like we're best friends who are like taking care of each other's kids or you know house sitting for each other or doing a podcast together or whatever brings people to that point where they know too much about other people like we're good. So it's weird to me, and it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just so strange to me, like, the difference between that where you kind of weed people out immediately, and I'm like, give me all the friends. I love everybody. I think it really depends on the situation. Like, if if you were to ask about, like, at work, I I get along with everybody at work. Mm -hmm. And I have people that I just talk to a lot at work. I have people that I talk to that I, I don't particularly vibe with. But like you're at in you're at work and it's like, why not just get along and have a good time together? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, um, my boss is it was has been looking to hire someone, and when I was talking to her last week about it, I said, "Can you just make sure?" Because she wouldn't tell me anything about the people that she's interviewed or whatever. I said, can you just make sure? Because, like, the person that she's hiring is going to be someone that I'm going to be working very closely with. And I said, can you just make sure it's somebody that I'll get along with? And she laughed and said, you get along with everybody. And in my head, I was like, what? (laughs) No, I don't. Mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, I do. Until it gets closer. And then it, like, is a much, like you're saying, like, it's a much bigger deal like Mm -hmm. i can have a good time with people but once we start talking about real shit Mm -hmm. i can't not say hey i think that thing that you said is kind of fucked up oh yeah for sure i mean just within the past five months of me being at the store that i work at there was a, a lady there who started on the same day as i did and you know we got along great She got very comfortable with me and started saying things about people that I was like, oh, oh, first of all, you're super wrong. And second of all, like, you you can't say stuff like that. Like, that's very messed up. Right. Um, And from that moment on, I was uncomfortable with her. Mm -hmm. Like, it was completely like I couldn't even be around her because I was so uncomfortable wondering, like, who is she going to talk about next? Like she was talking about people like that. We all just met mm-hmm. um, or, or saying crazy things about like diet culture and stuff like that. That was so off base. And I was like, you, you like you don't know what people are struggling with. Like you can't say these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't the only one that dealt with it. Someone who has worked there for a really long time, like 
who is the sweetest, most like calm person in the world, like went after her over something she said too. And then when they started like cutting the seasonal people, she was one of the first ones to go. So it was like a unanimous decision with that one. But otherwise, like, like you've watched me go through it constantly where, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm around new people or I'm, you know, reconnecting with people that I knew back in high school or whatever. And I'm just like, this is so great. Like, we just love each other so much and we get along so well. And then a year down the road, it's literal hell. Well, and I told you before, but I think that's because you attract these kinds of... You are a very loving and helpful friend and whatever. But un- and, and, and most people who are good people take that for what it's worth and and keep you, you know you guys are at arm's length not in like a bad way mm-hmm. but like that's where you are like you're help you'll 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 be helpful when you need to be it's not codependent right but it's these other people that end up forcing their way into that bubble who are just like you'll help good here's what i need i need this help this help this help this help and this help mm-hmm. um you know and they make it sound a lot better than that but your immediate reaction is to go yes i need to help yeah and then it turns out that those people who were uh, begging for your help really don't do anything for themselves. Right. So I, I think that's why you seem to feel like once you get to know people, you find out that they're bad. No, it's just that the people that you're getting close enough to get to know right. are inherently bad people. Well, I think it's, I mean, I'm not saying like I'm like this great person and everybody loves me, but I do like immediately get along with everyone like my personality is pretty neutral like it's not like overly bubbly and it's not like overly down like it's very neutral people can deal with being around me and so because of that because I'm not um causing like mental and emotional chaos I have a lot of people around me so it's not just the people who are drawn to me because Right. It's kind of like everybody. I'm saying that everyone is drawn to you, but it's the people who latch on that are the problem. Yeah, definitely. Like you can be surrounded by 50 great people, but then there's the one person who's like, okay, I need to be even closer to her than you guys are. Right. Yeah. I, I've dealt with that a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. Yeah. It's the strangest, it's the strangest experience because like you said, for you, like as someone who doesn't like yourself very much, you're like, well, yep, I get it. For me, as someone who doesn't like herself very much, I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, why is this person dressing like me? Like, why is this person calling me all the time? Why is this person acting like we live the same life? Why are they moving like really close to us? Like, what is happening right now? I suck. Like, why is everyone around me? Well, you obviously don't. But anyway, <laughs> the reason I asked that question uh-huh. is related to this show. I figured. Um, and I'm I'm sorry for... I hope you guys enjoyed the 15-minute intro here. They did. Uh, it's fine. They, uh, they all hate us now. They're like, we don't like you guys at all. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We don't either. Um... <laughs> We also watch Boy Meets World season six, episode four, chapter titled "Friendly Persuasion." And let's get started with the episode. But first, I need you to blurb me up. 
All right, I can do that. The blurb for this episode is Mr. Feeney is offered a job as a professor at Pembroke College. Okay. Let's put That's pin- the only thing that happens in this episode. Let's put a pin in that, and then we'll revisit that when that actually happens in the episode. Okay. I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be right up front. Oh, yeah. It's the whole episode. It's right. all about Mr. Feeney being offered a position. This episode was directed by Jeff McCracken, and it was written by... Favorite of the show, Barbie Feldman. Barbie Feldman has written some very great Eric episodes. Do you remember which ones? Um, I forget what they're called. I forget the titles. It's the one where it's the one where Corey beats up his dad, <laughs> <laughs> and the one where Eric uh, Eric Hollywood. No, it wasn't Eric Hollywood. Anyway, she loves Eric, and she always writes him very well. Yeah. Um, so how do you think she's going to do with this one? That was my thoughts going into this. Yeah, um, because so far, season six, it, it hasn't been one of those things where like, oh, man, this is going to be great. It's like, a, uh, what's going to happen this week? Yep. Episode one was good. Then we had two stinkers. Yep. Let's see how episode four is. Uh, classroom or not? Not. Where do we start? The lounge place. Where the, the couch and the tables and stuff are? Uh, college chubbies. College chubbies. Or I wrote the common area. I think it's the common area. Okay. Whatever it is, that's where they are. And Corey and Topanga are like making out. Yeah, they are. On the couch. Like, they are they are almost having sex on the couch. Well, and Sean and Angela are standing behind the couch. And Sean's like, hey, Corey, Corey, Corey. Come on, we're supposed to be meeting new people. Come on, Corey. And Angela's like, Sean, he can't talk. Topanga's got his tongue. And then uh, Angela's like, do you do you want to make out? And he's like, oh, uh, you know, I, I just, I really thought we shouldn't meet people. Um, I, I didn't, you know, we can't really meet people while we're making out. And they explain that they're at orientation. Right. Like, so this is their chance to meet new people. Sean is just like gung ho about meeting new people. And Andrew's like, so you don't want to make out? Like, she's obviously hurt over it. Um, and Sean's just like, well, of course I want to make out, but I also want to meet people. Like, this is our chance. And Angela is not happy. And then this girl walks up. And she's just like, hi, I'm Cameron. And Sean turns around and is like, oh, I'm Sean. And this is my friend, Angela. Friend, Angela. And Angela's like, uh, what did you just say? And Sean's just like, um, I said, my friend, Angela. No, he said, my girlfriend. And she was like, you, you said friend. And And he's like, oh, did I? Yeah. I'm a girlfriend. I, d- I definitely mean girlfriend. And Cameron's like, oh, so you two are together? And he's like, yes, like boyfriend and girlfriend were together. Yep. And then Cameron walks away and and Shauna's like, I- I'm sorry, do you, do you want to make out? And she goes, no, um, you're right. I guess you, you want to meet new people and we should meet new people. Yeah, and she makes it a point to use the word friend a couple yeah, of times. She's like, like thanks, she's friend. Like, uh, and she, oh yeah, she says you want to meet new people, and I guess I'm not new people. So basically, they break up. I guess. I mean, they do, but I didn't get that from that scene. Yeah, I kind of did, but it was very vague. Yeah. Um. So now we're outside the bathroom. 
the co-ed the bathroom. co-ed bathroom door that Corey is still afraid of, and he's standing and staring at it, looking just scared. How long have they been there at college? Not long. Uh, like Eric and Jack have their first class later with. So maybe a couple of days. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that like. Corey hadn't been unshowered for a week because that would be disgusting. Yeah, I think it's been a few days. Okay, but it would make sense if it was orientation. Say, um, they're standing outside the bathroom. Topanga's like, "You still won't go in there," and Corey's like, "It's unnatural. Like men and women in there showering at the same time. Like I can't do this." And Topanga's like, "Whatever, I'm going in." And then she says, "You have issues," Mm -hmm. and I was like, "All right." She gets it. And she goes straight in. And then, like, right after she goes in, this, like, tall, like, muscular guy walks up in just his towel, like, wrapped around his waist. And Court's like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. Where are you going? And he's like, I have to shower. And he's like, no, my girlfriend is in there. And the guy's like, oh, really? And then Corey tries to stop him, reaches out, grabs his towel, pulls it off. So dude walks in completely naked. And everyone's just like, woo. And then Topanga walks out just like bewildered and and just just... goes, wow. And then walks away. And then Sean opens the door and goes, wow. And walks towards Corey. It could have been one of the best, the best like teeny little blips of a scene ever. And, good. and Corey is like, why? What are you doing in there? And Sean is like, uh, you, you got to go in there. You got to shower. You know what? Girls shower in there naked. And Corey is like, How? well, you don't even care about naked girls because you have Angela f- waiting for you. Sean is like, actually, we broke up. Um, and Corey's like, what do you mean you broke up? Like he's doing the like crazy thing that Sean did. Where he's just like, you can't break up. You're meant to be together. Blah, blah, blah. And Sean's just like, no, like, not everyone is like you in Topanga. And that's okay. We're going to, like, see other people. It's whatever. It was something that we decided on together. And we're both fine with it. Yeah. And and then Sean is like, look, you got to understand, like, we're going to be friends no matter what, right? And Corey goes, yes, we'll be friends no matter what. And Sean's like, are you sure? Well, and then they walk into the dorm room and they're still talking and right. like um, Topanga walks in and Corey's like, Topanga, can you believe this? Like Sean doesn't think that, you mm-hmm. know, he and Angela should be together anymore. And Topanga's just like, yeah, they broke up. I know. Like Angela told me. And she said they're being very mature about it. And he's like, um, how is breaking up mature? Mature is working through things. Mature is staying together even when things are hard. Um, and Topanga's like, look, Sean, I just want to let you know that, you know, Angela is my friend and you are my friend and nothing is going to change that. I am here for both of you. Corey, how about you? And Corey's like, yeah, uh, you know, whatever happens, I'm here. But it takes him a few minutes to say it. And then he goes, because you'll be together in the end anyway. And Sean makes a comment that's like, gosh, he can't just let people say that things are over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean. You had a dream that you were killing everybody because of them being broken up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go to the classroom. Uh, Jack and Eric are in class. Jack, Eric, and Rachel. And Jack is like, 
uh, Eric, isn't that uh, that Mr. Feeney back behind you? Yeah, he says, doesn't that guy behind us look like Mr. Feeney? And Eric's just like, mm, no, Mr. Feeney moved to Wyoming. Um, and I've closed that chapter of my life. He's like, you know what chapter or what title the chapter is? And Jack's like, uh, what? He's like, chapter five. And then uh, Jack's like, no, seriously, look back there. And Eric looks back and turns back to Jack and goes, you think that kid looks like Feeny? <laughs> and Rachel looks and she's just like, you know, Eric, he really does kind of look like the guy that's on the poster by your bed. Yeah. So Eric looks back and he's like, look, um, I'm going to give him a test. We're going to ask him something that only Feeny would know. And he looks back and he goes, are you George Feeny? <laughs> and Mr. Feeny goes, it's me, you moron. And Eric is like, oh, it's him. And <laughs> so they they all like introduce each other to him or whatever. They introduce Rachel to him. And Rachel's like, oh, Eric talks so much about you. It's so nice to finally meet his grandpa. And Eric, <laughs> Feeney looks at Eric and Eric goes, maybe someday. <laughs> um, um, so then Dean Bolander comes in. The teacher? Well, yeah. The teacher, but she very, she very much says like, I'm Dean Bolander. Like, I don't take shit. I don't leave my attitude at the door. And Mr. Feeney is like hot and bothered by her. He is hot and bothered. And as we know, that is Mr. Feeney. I mean, that's, 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 uh. Oh, that's his real life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's his real life. Now, wasn't there an episode in the past where we find out that they know each other? Yes. Mr. Feeney says he has an in with the Dean at Pembroke and tells Eric to go talk to her. Mm. And then Eric goes to talk to her and does that whole speech where he's just like, uh, it, you should be about giving us chances. But then the next year, season five, Dean, the Dean was that other guy. Was that the Dean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. They like went to his house and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then in this season, Dean... Maybe she took a year off. Maybe she took a year off to teach. And she was like, let's get a replacement Dean in here who sucks. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Dean Bolander comes in to teach the class. It's like some kind of psychology class. Mm -hmm. And she sets up the fact that it's going to be group projects (laughs) straight off the bat. First class. And she's like, all right, group projects. Everyone is going to be partnered with someone else from the class. And Eric is like, ooh, I picked Jack. And Jack was like, what the hell, dude? And Eric's like, well, I knew you were going to try to pick Rachel. So I had to pick you before you could end up with her. And he's like, "Uh, why didn't you just pick Rachel before I could? Um, And Rachel is next to Mr. Feeney. She has moved to be next to him. Like you can tell she automatically feels very comforted by him. Mm -hmm. And um, she's like, Mr. Feeney, would you like to be my partner? And Mr. Feeney's like, I would be honored, Miss McGuire. And it's very sweet. And I love Rachel this episode. Yeah. And that's because we're not getting any of the Eric, Jack, and and Rachel stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Eric is just like, I have no idea what goes on inside my mind. (laughs) Uh, And then we go back to the dorm room. Um, Well, outside the dorm room, Corey like pulls on a rubber band outside the door handle. And then he's like, rubber band. And he opens the door and Sean's in the bed with Cameron. Mm -hmm. Cameron? Yeah. I just got confused because I was like, Boy Meets World Fever, Cameron? (laughs) (laughs) Cameron wishes that that was him. Um, So... 
uh, Eric, uh, Eric, Sean is like, ah, didn't you see the rubber band? The rubber band's out there for a reason. What an a awful rubber band. What an awful sign. In our house, it, no one would be able to open the door. There's rubber bands on every doorknob. It's a sock. It's supposed to be a sock. That's yeah. universal. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, though, if we put a sock outside our door and shut the door? Our, our kids kid- would burn the house down. They they would be traumatized for life just yeah. by seeing a sock on the door. Yeah. Anyway. So rubber bands it is. <laughs> Although, it won't keep them out. They interrupted us like 25 times before we started recording today. Yeah, while we were taking notes, trying to watch the episode, it was an hour and 20 minutes of us taking notes because we got interrupted so much. And there are definitely, definitely hair ties on the doorknob right now, which I would argue are rubber bands. You would argue. That's true. But um, Corey's freaking out. Like, how could you have, how could you have another girl in here already? Shouldn't you be like in the middle of a mourning period? And, and Sean's just like, we agreed that we wanted to meet new people. I'm just doing what I said I was going to do. There's nothing wrong with this. Like, Angela's fine. I am fine. Everything is fine. So Corey goes back outside and Angela comes out and starts walking up to the door. And Corey is like playing with the rubber band. And she's like, what? what's the rubber band? And he says, oh, it's, you know, it's nothing. It's just a rubber band. I just, I'm working out. And he starts pulling on it. And he's like super uncomfortable and she's like, Sean has a girl in there, doesn't he? I don't care. That's fine. And he was like, yeah, he said you were fine. How could you be fine? Um, and they kind of argue back and forth about the whole thing. And Angela's just like, why won't you leave this alone? Um, and like, why, why all of a sudden do you care now? And he's like. Because we're friends and she's just like, no, we were never really friends. Yeah. So then we get, go to the girls dorm room where Corey is freaking out to Topanga. Like, how could she say that? I'm not her friend. Like, we've been friends for a long time. And Topanga's like, how many times did you guys hang out alone? And Corey is like, like 800. And Topanga goes, zero. And uh, Corey's like, well, I, 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 you know, I feel like we know each other so well. And Topanga's like, you don't know anything about her. Um, So she wants him to drop it. And she's like, you want to make out? They start making oh, out. Oh, she says, yeah. She's like, we got a room to ourselves. And she lifts up a rubber band. Mm-hmm. And he like falls down on top of her on the bed, starts making out. And then he like stops and goes, I just don't understand why she wouldn't like me. Um, So then we go to the classroom. Yep. Um, and the Dean is setting up for presentations. She's kind of seeing like who wants to go first. Well, before even that, like Feeney's hand is in the air. No, that she walks in and the room is going like, it's just like one of those talky rooms. Like everybody's Mm -hmm. just going. And she's like, okay, everybody, let's get ready. And everyone keeps talking. And Mr. Feeney is just like, everyone be quiet. He doesn't even, like, raise his voice. He's just like, all right, everybody, quiet down. Well, he, and, like, like gets, immediately. He gets forceful with it. Firm, yes. He he has a firm hand. But so did Dean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Everyone immediately quiets down right. when Feeney says it. Right. Um, and and then, then they all sit down and, and the Dean um, sets up for presentations and before she even finishes her sentence mr feeney's hand is in the air like he wants them to go first and rachel's like no like i can't go first i cannot go first like 
we need to wait until someone else goes. And he's like, no, like this is perfect. You know, we need to show the dean that we have this really great presentation and and set the bar really high for everybody else. And she's just like, no, 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 I can't do this. Um, and I think, does Eric raise his hand? Yeah. And Jack is like, no, no, no. Yeah. So Feeney and Rachel end up going up front and start giving their presentation. Do you remember what their presentation was about? Um, on how free will affects behavior more than environment affects behavior. Mm -hmm. And Feeney starts talking about whether or not like a a convicted felon would go home and like, are they going to be the same person? Are they going to have learned from their experience, whatever? And, uh, he asks Jack a question about it. Well, he asks everybody and Jack answers. Right. And he, you know, so Mr. Feeney says like, if a, if a, um, reformed, like convict Mm -hmm. moves back to his old neighborhood, back to his old environment. Is he going to automatically restart doing crimes? And Jack says, no, not if he's determined enough. And Mr. Fiend's like, very good, Mr. Hunter. And um, like very teacherly. And Eric is like, very good, Mr. Suck up to the teacher. And Jack's like, he's not the teacher. And Eric's like, oh, really? So why did you answer his question? And Jack is just like, uh, and he's like, uh, he has a very strong will. Yeah. Uh, and then at that point, Feeney starts talking some more and the Dean says, so George, are you saying that, you know, the environment plays no part in it? And Mr. Feeney goes, uh, uh, there will be plenty, there will be ample time for questions at the end of my presentation. Also raising a hand wouldn't hurt. And she, like, storms over and gets in his face. Yeah, she's just like, excuse me? And it was very funny. Yeah. So, and and uh, Rachel back behind them is just, like, making bug eyes. Like, oh, my God. And Mr. Feeney immediately, for his credit, is like, I- I'm sorry. I don't know what came over with, came over me. Like, old habits die hard. And he's like, Rachel, can you please, you know, continue with the presentation? Like, he's obviously flustered over his own behavior. And she's like, I can do this, but I cannot continue with the presentation that we had planned. He's like, why not? Like, you are brave. Like, you are not nervous anymore. You've got this. And she starts to talk to the class. And she's like, so we were wrong. Obviously, environment does affect behavior. And Mr. Feeney's like, what are you talking about? You just rose above your environment. You're not nervous anymore. And she's like, yeah, but you haven't risen above your environment. Ooh. But she says it very sweetly. She does. But it was, I mean, that made it better. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the girls' dorm again, the girls' dorm room, uh, uh, Topanga and, and Angela's room. Angela's uh, sitting there in a bathrobe. There's flowers in front of her. There's balloons in front of her. And Corey comes in. And um, he's just like, oh, I see you got the flowers I sent you. And who sent you these balloons? And he like looks at the car. He's like, oh, yeah, that was me. I sent you the balloons, too, because, you know, I'm your friend. Mm -hmm. And like on the balloons, it says from your friend, Corey. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, hey, do you remember that time that we like studied for that test and like we studied together? And she goes, we never did anything together, Corey. And 
he says he says something about like I we're, we're I'm gonna be your friend no matter what like I, no matter what happens I will be your friend. And Angela's like like we've never been friends. Why are you doing this now? Like it doesn't matter. And um, she's like I'm gonna go take a shower. And she like gets her stuff. She walks out. And he's like, how can you walk out and go to take a shower at a time like this? Like, we're having a conversation. She's like, because it's the only place that you will not follow me into because you are afraid of it. And she goes into the co-ed bathroom and he sucks it up and he goes in after her. At this point, she's already in the shower and he's just like, like naked people are getting out of the shower and he's like consumed by the chaos of the co-ed bathroom Mm -hmm. he can't handle it and then he starts saying things he's like angela um and she peeks her head out and she's like what are you doing yeah and she's like i thought you were so scared of this place and he goes i'm i'm scared of this place but i'm all i'm more scared of losing you and um, he starts to talk to her and I kind of lost the thread there. Yeah, me too. There was a lot kind of going on. And when it comes down to it, like Angela gets out of the shower, wraps herself in a towel and she starts talking to him about the fact that like, cause he says like, um, you know, I, I know Sean is probably hurting over you breaking up with him or whatever. And she's like, I didn't break up with Sean. Well, he broke up with me. Before that, and I think the reason I kind of like zoned out on what was being said is she says, don't talk to me about this, Corey. We can talk about anything else. Don't talk to me about this. And then he immediately launches into like, but Sean and you guys are supposed to be together. And like, he won't respect boundaries from anybody. Yeah. Which is so strange as someone who's afraid to go into a co-ed bathroom. Like... He literally has no respect for anybody's boundaries ever. Right. And she specifically says, no, stop talking about this. And he continues to talk about it. And that's when he like says something that catches her ear. And she's like, no, no, no. He didn't break up. with. All right. We didn't. It wasn't a mutual breakup. Mm -hmm. He broke up with me. And Corey is just like, what? And she's like, do you understand how hard it is? Like... I see you and I see Sean and he, he's just like, we're not the same person. And she was like, you really don't understand. Like, like you are a part of him. It's separate from us being friends. Like everything she said made complete sense. And I wish Corey had just dropped it because right. like at this point, he's forcing himself on this girl who is trying to deal with a breakup from someone who she loved. Like, well, and this is the point where he, as a, if he wants to be a friend, like mm-hmm. if that's what he's actually trying to do, this is a point where he can say, Hey, this is bothering you. You're right. Let's talk about your favorite dinner. But first, let me let you have a shower in peace. Right. Well, so they, they continue talking about it. Um, she starts to open up to him and she's like, Look, I, I like, I, I, miss him and I care about him and I hate this so much and Corey's like well, why don't you tell him and she's like I, he feels like he needs this I don't want to get in the way of him growing mm-hmm. and Corey again is just like well, but and then she says you cannot tell anyone about this Do you understand? Like, you can't talk about this with anyone. Like, no one can know how I feel about Sean. And he says, not even Topanga. 
And she says, I didn't tell Topanga. And he says, so you didn't even tell Topanga? And she says, no. When he says, but you told me? And she says, yes. And he says, thank you. We, isn't... You force it out of her. And you just made it all about you in the end. Like yes, you're like he's a narcissist. Like you turned it from this thing where you were like, I just want to help her to thank you for telling me. Like, I finally get relief from this now that you've told me your sadness. <laughs> what? Holy shit, it made me so upset. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so now we go back to the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are in the classroom. I guess it's still the same like class because Eric and Jack are giving their presentation. They finish up. It's, well, Eric says it goes in, he's he goes in it go or it's like zooms into Eric and Jack giving their presentation. Eric is just standing up there at the podium and he's just like, and in conclusion, watches, chocolate, cheese, Swiss. Thank you. And Jack is just like. Uh, you were supposed to prove something. And he's like, oh, but didn't I? Yeah, and then they like walk over to the dean and Jack is like, "You, I can explain. And Eric goes, listen, Jack put in as, as much work as me. He deserves the same grade as I get. And she's like, done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they walk away and, and Mr. Feeney walks up to her and he's like... Well, and well... The dean actually says, "Hey George, I need you oh, to yeah. I need you to stay behind for a minute." He's like, "Um, I'm I have to stay behind in class." He's like very like he really does play like an awkward teenager in this part. Mm-hmm. Um and and Rachel stays too. Um but the the dean was like that was very impressive. Um and Mr. Feeney's just like, I really, I don't know what came over me. I'm so sorry. Like, I guess there's just th- some things I can't, like, unlearn. And she was like, I've been there. Like, I'm supposed to be the dean, and here I am teaching, because yeah, like, teaching is it for us. Yeah, she's like, we're teachers. You put us in a room, we're going to teach. Um, And so basically, she suggests, like, call her, because the there could be a position open for him. She would love it if he came to teach at the school. Right. Because he's, or or Rachel turns to him and she's like, you know what? I think you make a better teacher than a partner. And the Dean says, yeah, I think you'd make a better colleague than a student. Call me. And she leaves. And Eric is just like, Feeny. Good job. Thanks. That was bad. Oh, it was really good. At some point, he hissed in there. I didn't hiss. Well, you you have a chance now. Oh, no. That probably sounds terrible in the mic. Or amazing. I don't think so. Um, If you liked that, find our Patreon. We don't have one. <laughs> we don't have one. We literally have never and probably will never ask anyone for money ever. Yeah, it's true. Um, So... Uh, like Eric makes a big deal about like how the Dean and Mr. Feeney interacted. Like there's obvious chemistry there. How could there not be like they're married in real life? Mm -hmm. So they've been married since 1951. That is so beautiful. That's crazy. They're still married today. I know. Aren't they the cutest thing ever? Yes. Um, 
But everybody leaves the classroom except for Mr. Feeney. And he kind of just like looks out over the classroom and then does like a little smile. Mm -hmm. And then roll credits. Roll credits. So the post-credit scene is in the co-ed bathroom where Corey bursts out of the shower excitedly and Topanga's like, uh, I thought you were afraid of this place. That's your fifth shower today. And he's like, I'm the cleanest boy in class. And she starts talking to Corey about trying to set Angela up with some guy in one of the classes. Corey starts freaking out like, no, you you, you shouldn't be doing that already. Um, and as he's saying, like, Angela's name, she walks in the door, um, Angela does, and she's like, Corey, I thought you were afraid of it in here, but you have, do you just, like, live in here now? And, like, they kind of make small talk, it's funny, and... It's funny, but it's clearly a little bit awkward. Right, and then Sean walks in. And they're all standing there brushing their teeth, and now it's super awkward. Like, it's the most awkward four-person teeth-brushing party I've ever seen. How many have you seen? You've seen a lot of those. No, I mean, this is the only one. Yeah, okay. Um, And and that's that's it. it. Ooh, jinx. Uh, So, Tanya? Yes. How did you feel? First off, I said jinx, and then you talked, so. You also said my name. Oh, you're right. I forget how Jinx works. How did you feel about this episode, though? So I don't know if it is because of my disappointment in last week's episode or the fact that I had really good coffee while I was watching this episode. I bought that. Yeah, you did. Um, I loved this episode so much. Like, I loved it. Did it have flaws? Yes. I don't think it should have been, like... I I guess I have a hard time when Corey's narcissism is like catered to mm-hmm. and he learns nothing from it. Um Aubrey and I were talking about this recently because we both like a show on Netflix called Never Have I Ever. Um the show very clearly depicts a narcissistic teenage girl and how her behavior affects the people around her and then in turn the negative effects that it has on her life like continuously she is doing the 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 worst things to people with the best intentions because she's not thinking about them she's thinking about herself so Aubrey came to me and was talking to me about it because the second season came out and I was watching it and I was like have you watched the second season yet and she was like I watched like the first episode And I couldn't deal with the things that she was doing anymore. Like, I feel like it's a bad thing for people to see. And I was like, I, I would think that if it was showing that she's doing all of these things, but everyone is just rallying around her still and everything is a-okay and there's no repercussions for her actions whatsoever. And she's not getting help for her behavior. But instead, this show actively shows this girl going to therapy, her therapist consistently talking her through her actions, why they affected other people badly, why they affected her badly, and what she can do in the future to remedy that problem. Consistently talking about it as a serious issue. Secondly, it's consistently showing that she is pushing people away with her actions. She's like making the same mistakes over again because she isn't completely cured of narcissism. Um, And that like people aren't just like, oh, well, this is okay. 
it's a really good representation. Boy Meets World is a bad representation of it. Because right. no matter what Corey does, his friends are there to say, no, this is fine. Well, and, and like we're friends. Yeah, it's and fine. the way this 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 arc ended was almost like a see Corey's persistence finally paid off. Right. No, um, no, it didn't. Right. Um. So that that was to me like the one flaw with the episode is that like I wish, and I always feel like it's Angela. Like Angela dealt with the fact that Sean pushed her into a wall, and then she was just like. Okay, I love you more when you don't drink. And then Corey is forcing his friendship on this girl. And she, like, eventually caves after being too strong for too long. Like, you know, for herself. Like, she is pushing and pushing for her own autonomy. And no one is giving it to her. Like, um, so finally she caves and she's like, fine, I'll tell you this. But you can't tell anybody else. Um, So that's the flaw. Everything else about this episode is impeccable. Like, Eric was perfect in every way. Mr. Feeney, perfect in every way. Rachel, adorable. Like, I loved her so much in this episode. Jack, he was barely in it, but also adorable. Like, they all interacted so well with everything. Um, Topanga, completely likable. She almost had like this very non-Topanga attitude about things where she's just like, all right, let it go. Hey, let's make out. Like, seriously, just let this go. And she was cool and calm and collected. She wasn't like freaking out about anything. And it was wonderful. Um, And I didn't find Sean that bad. Like, yeah, he messed up in the beginning. They did kind of amicably break up. If that was the breakup scene. I can't imagine that was the breakup scene. But yeah, I I understand. If that was the breakup scene, then it was an amicable separation. And it's also not wrong for you to decide, I want to meet more uh, other people. Like to decide, I don't think I should be in this relationship right now. That's not a bad thing inherently. No, he didn't do anything wrong by saying, here's what I'm feeling. But I also feel like, okay, he he messed up by saying friend. Right. Um, that doesn't have to mean that he only views her as a friend. Right. Well, I think it was clear that he wanted out for the time being. Right. I, I think that was obvious. But I also think it's important that if like someone doesn't want to make out because they're at a social setting and they want to meet new people, like... That should be okay. Right. Like, you should want to network and make friends with people in a new place that you're at. If you feel comfortable enough to walk up to people and introduce yourself and get in a conversation with people, that's what you should do. Next time we go to a social function, I'm just going to, like, walk around and, like, be the life of the party. And then I'm just going to be like, oh, don't forget, that's my friend Tanya. (laughs) I don't think that'll happen. I don't think you'll be walking around a social gathering making new friends. I think I would be more likely to do, to do that. Yeah, maybe. You don't know. I'll be like, that's my friend Alden. Yeah. And I'll be like, we're not friends. <laughs> what would make you think we were friends? Anyway, 
that's how Tanya feels about Never Have I Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was just relating it because it was a very, like, important distinction to me of how shows handle things differently. But ultimately, I love this episode. I was very pleased with it. How did you feel about this episode? Well, I didn't so much like it. Mm -hmm. Um, For all of the same reasons that you are overlooking and, and, like, saying that you didn't like though that like outweighed the good to me this the the eric jack and feeney and and dean bollinger and rachel all that was good like i enjoyed that if mm-hmm. I, I wish that had kind of been more of the episode i guess <laughs> the focal point that was suggested by the blurb right oh by the way we finally got to the end where the Mr. blurb F- happens sort of Mr. Feeney never even actually says, I want to be a uh, teacher again. It's just like... He's never even officially offered a professor position. He like looks at an empty room and smiles. And Disney Plus was like, well, that's the blurb. (laughs) (laughs) Feeney looks at an empty room and smiles. That's what I would put. Um, But uh, the Corey Corey really bothered me. Um, And... And... It's not even so much that Corey bothered me. It's the fact that it was almost celebrated there at the end that Corey finally did what was right. I think it's what they were trying to imply. Like he finally got to her heart so that he could help her. No, he finally uh, wore, uh, her down. wore her down to tell him a thing that she hadn't told anybody else. And his response to that is thank you. It's not let me talk to you. It's not... Let's figure out... More like, let me listen. Like, right, 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 right. He just right. continues talking. Right. And and that bothered me so much. And, and it wasn't even... I mean, Sean bothered me too when he was acting that way with Corey and Topanga. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not new. Um, but at the end of all of that, Sean learned lessons. Mm-hmm. And then... But Corey's response in all of this is like even when Sean was doing that right like Corey and Topanga ended up getting together anyway but it was in spite of Sean it wasn't because of what Sean was doing and right here in this moment it's almost like they're saying now Corey's going crazy but good for Corey mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah I don't know if I explained that well yeah um but I mean yes the 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 Eric's storyline was very good. It wasn't great. Uh, I think my expectations were actually too high for the Eric stuff, finding out that Barbie Feldman was writing mm-hmm. it. So once we saw that, I was like, all right, we're going to get great Eric. And we didn't really. Like, we got funny Eric. I thought he was great. But we didn't get, like, the artsy, intelligent Eric that we got the last two times she wrote him. That's true. But... We also didn't get womanizing, chauvinistic Eric. Right. So that's a plus. Yeah. That's it's a, a huge that's plus. A, that's a step forward for season six. Right. But we're still at a step down from season five. I So I agree with what you're saying, but I also think that Corey's portrayal is consistent with this character's personality. So Corey? while... Yes. Yeah, so okay. while... Um, while it's frustrating to watch and we don't like how it is um, received by other people because our 
our perception of it is that like the reception of his behavior it should have negative repercussions oftentimes it doesn't like and and his personality is being played very consistently narcissistic um and i i absolutely know people who i mean tons of people in my own life that have almost guilted me into being like their best friend right um so for me i while i saw that as a flaw in the, like the show itself i didn't necessarily see it as a flaw in the writing because it is very consistent with his behavior like there's actually like linear consistency in sure but i'm tired of seeing it yeah um i don't know uh, we he's supposed to be learning lessons and growing and changing mm-hmm. and whatever like that's that's the whole point of this show and and a lot of times we get episodes where he learns something at the end and then the next episode he's back to normal, right? Mm-hmm. But in this episode, he didn't even get the lesson at the end. He just got like, all right, good job, Corey. You broke her down. Yeah, she's, she feels like she has to be your friend now. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that just bugged me so much that it, it tainted the whole episode for me. Um, so, I, I, as a whole, I didn't like the episode. If I had the choice... Cho- the choice? The choice. If I had the choice to watch this again, I would choose no. And see, I would choose yes, because the I amount know. of times that I laughed out loud during this episode were numerous. And I don't feel like I have felt that way for a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not comparing it to the last few weeks. It's it's a better episode than the last two weeks mm-hmm. of episodes, just because we didn't have to deal with uh, being angry with Eric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, that's a bummer. Uh, I'm used to being angry with Corey, mm-hmm. so I mean, you're right. It's a step up from from last week. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I had I had funny moments too. I liked it too. Sometimes it's so weird. I don't think we often have ones where like you hate it and I love it. Yeah, this is a new one for us. <laughs> it's happened before. Has it? Uh, I feel like we're pretty much even on usually like. I'll be like, well, Most I liked the it for these reasons, but you flat out did not like it, and I loved it. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm done. We've opened up our hearts this episode. Yeah, we have. Talked way too deep. Uh, you guys broke us down. We finally <laughs> gave in and told you. Fine, we'll be your friend. Told you about our sad sadness. But don't tell anybody else. Don't tell anyone else in the whole world. We didn't even tell our own best friends. I didn't tell Topanga. <laughs> anyway uh tanya yes if people do want to talk about all of our feelings where can they go uh they can find us on twitter at bmg and bmw they can um go to facebook type in boy meets girl meets boy meets world into the search bar and you'll find our group um you can email us at bmg and bmw at gmail.com and that's it yeah i did good you did great Anyway, that's going to do it for us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 6, Episode 4. Do good. Class dismissed.